I'm Jacob Stevenson. And I'm Josh Way. And welcome back to our podcast here at Shutterspeed Media. This is a podcast for people interested in video and photo production in the automotive industry. Our goal is to share, educate, and entertain you guys with stories, experiences, and content that we've created, plus bring on guests to share their experiences in this field. Today we are talking about photography gear. No, shit. <laughs> uh, today we are talking about camera gear. That's right. And we have acquired some new equipment that actually will help elevate our rig car systems that we've got going. Currently, as you've seen and heard, we are using a rig wheels slingshot isolator mount, which goes directly to the basically speed rail clamp setup we have on the one series and then hangs our Ronin 2 with the FS5 camera package. We can also run other camera packages. That's just our go-to setup. Right. And as discussed with the isolator from rig wheels, uh, it's, it's a great entry-level isolator for taking out all the fine vibrations and just basically suspending your your system. Mm-hmm. And I'll also note that the guys there are awesome and they are local to Minnesota and they're doing good work. They are. And uh, I mean, if you put the isolator, the slingshot isolator, and even their cloud mount, which is the reversal of the slingshot, and it's magnetized, stuck to your hood. That was kind of their, their entry into rig car work. Um, it's very, very budget-friendly. And it allows you to get you know, the style shots that everybody dreams about without having to spend 10 grand. Right. And they're coming out with new stuff all the time. I mean, on their website now, they, they've got all sorts of different rigging equipment and wheels and dollies and portable stuff and flexible stuff and all sorts of neat things. So take a look at their, uh, it's kind of like a website, rigwheels.com, like a gaffer guru page, right? Yeah. Anything you need to just clamp a system together. You can tell by looking like just knowing them a little bit and, and knowing what they're, they're doing that they, they love what they do. And they're totally just a bunch of nerds like us about gear and, you know, rigging stuff and, um, uh, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I'm a little bit saddened, but also excited to announce that we've moved on from the slingshot. Not to say we won't use it for other applications, but we have now, I uh, don't want to say upgraded, but have purchased a Flow Cine black arm. Which um, is, kind of is the industry standard as far as uh, uh, gimbal vehicle tracking work. Yeah. <laughs> industry standard for vehicle tracking work. Oh, what was I trying to say? I was, was trying to say gimbal was, suspension. And correct me if I'm wrong. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys listening. You're wrong. <laughs> okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, you guys listening. I believe the Flow Cine Black I'm Arm listening, you're wrong. was kind of the uh, the first introduction to how our filmmakers going to capture vehicles in motion without spending twenty grand a day on a Russian arm car or half a million dollars to build a Russian arm car. So let's just tell them a little bit about where we started a brief, uh, you know, you, you probably heard our other podcast, but where did we start? We started at Menards with, uh, the conduit, yep. you know, we said, okay, we want to do this. We want to make a rig car. How do we, we how do we sketch this out and we, kind of design it off yep. of this? We've got we, a BMW 128. We drew it out on some paper and said, this is kind of the framework we want to do. And we, we, uh, you went and bought the clamps. What are those called? They are just two-inch swivel clamps from B&H Photo. If you type that in, you'll be able to find them. They got black and silver. They're actually the same clamps that Motocrane, whom we love and adore, use on their systems. Um, they go straight to the manufacturer and actually do welded clamps. So those are the expensive part of this. And, and even, right. you know, those... I think the clamp's about 25 bucks a piece. Yeah, and you need 
a dozen, sure, half dozen, half a dozen. Um, but then all the rest is pretty much, uh, you know, Home Depot botch job, and you just kind of go get the stuff you need yep. at the hardware store. Just running industry standard two inch speed rail clamped together with these swivel clamps. Um, I think speed the, rail is a fancy word for conduit. Yeah, in case you're yeah. wondering, speed rail is the industry standard term to um, what gaffers like to rig to or rig on or rig from. But every, so, everything yeah. in the film world is clamped together. We started there. We you know rigged it up with clamps onto your roof rack yep. and then your tow hook hole with like, and then we just yeah, you we hammered used, on a piece of conduit onto yeah. your tow hook. And welded it. It's a little more efficient. Now it's now. welded. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's where we started. And then, you know, developing it from there. Yeah. The um, first, the first test run we used actually... What did we use? We had we we built the exoskeleton, let's call it the rigging, and then we hung the Ronin MX with just a DSLR, like one of our A6300s, you know, just to kind of prove the point that this would work. And now Jacob doesn't have to hang out of a convertible, going at dangerous speeds without a seatbelt. Um, kind of avoiding those situations while elevating our ability to capture quality content was the goal. And so we were impressed. And then after that, I purchased the Ronin 2 and an FS5. And that is kind of our go-to setup. And again, we've talked about all this before, but to give you a brief walkthrough, why we chose the FS5 is because we can actually run that 2.5 millimeter length cable extension with our SDI feed all the way into the car. Right. And then use the Sony FS5 grip to control variable ND. We can control ISO presets and we can have zoom control. So the big advantage with that is that you can run into the car and actually record into the car. In a lot of other circumstances, you can't run. In a lot of other circumstances, is you can't run the right cables into the car where you're actually going to record. So yep. let's say you have a total loss. Let's say your system fails, your camera drops off the card, there be no thing or two about that. <laughs> I have um, had a total you loss. You don't lose your data if your camera yep. explodes. That's yep. the beauty of that. Um, but... You Which know, is, there's I give mean, and takes with every camera setup, with every cable, with everything you with do. These, with this, let's say, hardwired cable setup, we lose the ability to spin 360 degrees, which we've already lost the ability to spin 360 degrees because we're fixed mounted either to the front or the rear of the car. So we just make sure that we've got cable length to basically look 180 degrees from left to right without seeing the vehicle that we're filming from in the shot. Um, right. Um but yeah, camera systems, um, they're obviously a factor, but not really what we're talking about on this one. The, the, yeah. r- the real thing is about the rigging and how to set it up best and then how to improve on it. Like, like we think we've taken some right. of the first big step to the next level uh, with armor. the Cine Black Arm. And as you guys know, our goal with Shutter Speed is to kind of become this specialized company that offers services of vehicle tracking work underwater photography and videography and also drone stuff in addition to the production side that i do with golden peaks and the photography that josh's offers that josh offers through dynamic photo works it's kind of like how do we now come together combine our work but offer unique services right and a big part of that was was switching it up to getting the flow cine black arm cine flow Flow Cine. Did you know what it was before I said, "Hey, Josh, I think I'm going to buy this." Yeah, no, I've I've seen it used on different uh, different companies um, applications. A lot of them are out of California. Yeah. Um, very few are running them in the Midwest or East Coast, but um, definitely knew what it was. I knew it was uh, the the right step yeah. to take for us. And uh, we've done our first job it. with it, which was yeah. Crown Rally West. That was the first time. I think it came a couple weeks before that. I made sure I was, you know 
fluent enough in its technology to understand how to set it up and operated it well. Um, but one thing that we're going to work on putting together is a reel of the capabilities, let's say, through this Flow Cine Black Arm. Um, and you know, we envision the Flow Cine Black Arm on the front of a car, on the front of an off-road vehicle, on the front of a boat. You know, um, maybe even a motorcycle. You see some of that in the in the not James Bond movies, but the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Have you seen their motorcycle rig car? Yeah. So cool. I love seeing the behind the scenes stuff of big Hollywood shoots of old and new of how they've rigged up. And there is one James Bond that was very insignificant or not insignificant, significant. And that one was, I think it was Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan, but it was where he was having that car chase where he's in the Aston and the chick was oh, in the yep, red Ferrari. Yep, yep. There's a photo out there on the internet of how they rigged up the, the camera system on that Ferrari. They took the whole like front hood off and all like the fender things and they hard mounted a like a structure into the car there that sticks up above the in front of like the windshield and they yeah. mounted the camera on it and it was That's just nice. it was just so cool i remember seeing all like the stuff i love that kind of seeing how people are creative yeah. with rigging and we we definitely aren't doing work at that level yet but we want to be able to show some of that behind the scenes from our experiences well you know. a lot of that was i mean today's tools are um you know, an evolution of the stuff that was learned back in those times that, I mean, Goldeneye was, yeah, what it was 18, 20 years ago. Um, and obviously new tools have now, a lot of it has negated those reasons for, uh, the fancy homemade stuff that even Hollywood has done. But, um, yeah, they wanted a really specific shot there. They wanted live action. They wanted a camera sitting there real life in yeah. front of the uh, actress on a real Ferrari driving down the real roads in, in the Alps. And it yeah. was it was so cool. The shots were so good. Um, and Can I you imagine it. what those people are thinking back then? Like, oh my gosh, imagine yeah. if we had something that was like I mean, this it, and we could sure, do this it was easily. Like, I've never seen anything like that yeah. in the film world. And I think that kind of creativity is what yields a, a great film, a great picture. So the Flow Cine Black Arm, Josh, can you you describe it and tell me what it is for the viewers? (laughs) Okay. For the listeners? For the listeners, sorry. Um, So to describe it, um, there's, oh boy, here we go. This is going to be, this is going to be funny. It is basically two different arms above each other, um, both with a hard plate on the end that are mounted to with bushings and then so that can like go up and down and then you've got two sets of springs within that double deal that will then suspend the weight and then within within that you've got a dampener that does some stuff and then once you get past that part of the system you've got the roll and pan axes, roll right? and tilt, roll and tilt axes that need to be counted for. And there's axes or axis axes. And then there's <laughs> dampeners on both of those that do some stuff yeah. and witchcraft happens and magic and it works. Oh, yeah, and it works. There's a handful of, um, like options, I guess you can do when you're ordering your flow city black arm. And we actually found this used on eBay from a guy in Hawaii who fully really optioned cool. it out. Yeah. So we've got an uh, extra, actually a part of the purchase, we got the Flow Cine tranquilizer, which is extra, and that hangs off of the end of the black arm, and then your gimbal connects to that, which is just another level of like 
isolating vibrations. So the most intriguing piece of technology on this the most intriguing black piece arm. of technology to me on this black arm is that it's not electric. No, well that too. That too. But looking at the thing, the thing that's going to catch your eye is that plate and I always forget the name. What is it called? Isolator? It's the tranquilizer. The tranquilizer. That's what I just said, yeah. And it tranquilizes vibrations but Correct. describe that a little so bit because it's, it's, it it's looking at it, it's like whoa it's, that's a wild piece of technology it is essentially two plates that is let's like spiral bound think about like a, a notebook how you got the spiral bound through the pages it's that spiral goes through the top plate and the bottom plate and there's different rubber you know gummy spiral spacers that are different thicknesses that you can put in there depending on your camera package payload and um that the the uh how do i describe this simply the bottom plate attaches to the bottom of the black arm and the top plate attaches to the top of the Ronin 2. So essentially the Ronin 2 is not directly connected to the black arm. It's Only through the rubber bushings. Correct. And then those rubber bushings are then suspended by the black arm wizardry. Yeah, it's very complex to look at. And and we've watched um, the videos that... Re, um, that Flow Cine is released to just educate you on how to like um, break to, down yeah. that piece of the equipment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's really complicated. Yeah. You could think of, if you've ever looked at the back of a Lamborghini, Aventador, or even is it the Porsche Carrera, where you can see the elbow joints of the suspension, that's kind of how the Flow Cine works. So it is suspended straight out, and then the weight of the gimbal is matched to the spring rate. And then gravity does its job and you've got 40 degrees of motion up and down that's fully dampened. It's very complex. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, it is actually quite simple. It's just ingenious yep. how they've got it to uh, how they got it to work and, and how good of a job it does. It, it definitely takes some, some fine tuning. Well, but, not that piece, does it? Uh, a little bit of fine tuning. Really? Okay. So regardless, I bought ours used secondhand from a company in Hawaii who claimed it's been used two or three times on and off road, which is what it's designed for. And they had it fully optioned out. So we've got the full hard case. We've got extra dampers. We've got extra springs for heavier payloads. We've got the extra plates for the flow Cine tranquilizer. And then like three different variations of the rubber gummies for the tranquilizer, all to fine tune for the weight of the camera and then also the scenarios that you're filming. So if you're off road, you're gonna wanna run probably a little stiffer springage because that camera's gonna be going up and down along with stiffer damping across the whole system. Right, when we've never really shot like off-road, off-road yet, I'm kind of That's looking change, forward though. to that. Yeah, so I've got a buddy, Austin. Anyone listening? Yeah, well, Austin Wolf, are you listening? Oh, yeah. Actually, Austin Wolf, if you are listening, you should text me when you hear this. <laughs> if you want a shout out, you can pay us $10 and we'll talk about <laughs> you in our podcast. Um, if Regardless, you have a job for us off-road, let's go do it right yes, now. Austin Wolf, who works for Polaris, has a really cool Polaris RZR, like top model, side by side. I would love to mount the black arm to that and chase some motocross bikes across the course. Actually, maybe we could go back to the Hey, you know what would be a cool adventure? Let's go back to ERX and yeah. film a summer version of RS Safari off-road with... Yeah. Uh, ERX is the place that uh, let us shoot at their facility for the Porsche Safari video. And if you have not seen that, that is on our YouTube. So here's an idea. I want to do... Take an, uh, like an RZR, players like side by side, whatever. Yep. Oh, uh, you know what would be really kind of a crazy idea is to take like an off-road trip across America on a side by side. Because obviously the, those things aren't like road legal. So like 
to navigate your way from East Coast to West Coast just by finding like dirt roads and that would be off-road wild. trails. Would that be crazy? Well, what we should do actually That's our idea. It's trademarked. Is, it. is put the Flow City Black Arm on a road legal vehicle and then document this journey because then we can use the new equipment we just bought. Let's do it. We just need funding. Actually, there are places that allow the RZRs to be driven around, kind of like ATVs where it's like legal, but not legal, but people are putting license plates on them. Like the fancy golf carts too. You see those sometimes in like the small towns or. Yeah, but they're usually in like closed off neighborhoods. Where vacation it's sort destinations. Of like, yeah. But anyway, um, the technology is uh, awesome. And I think that our experience on Crown Rally with it has proven that yeah. it has uh, gotten better shots and it's quite reliable. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the, our, what we're comparing it to is the, rig wheels slingshot is a worse option it's what i would call budget friendly that allows you to get the similar type shots you just have limitations that come sooner like bumps or speeds or camera payloads so you know the the black arm is insanely adjustable right and it can i think well the dampeners itself so the rig wheels uh cloud mount or no what's it called slingshot so it's basically suspended with cables and rubbers like rubber bands almost yep um kind of like a a rubber pipe cleaner the 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 downward um resistance whatever it's fine but the problem is the the rebound the the rebound that happens so basically you stretch a rubber band out what happens it snaps back um so with the cine flow Black, black flow cine arm <laughs> thing. I feel it's, like people in the in the film industry just want to make their names very difficult. The flow arm cine black is because it's got actual dampeners like your car suspension does. Yeah, it controls the speed of the rebound. Um, so it, it goes down. It doesn't just snap back. Correct. It, it works right back into position with you know smooth dampening that yeah. is like adjustable. By the way, too, those are adjustable dampeners. Yeah, and we'll we'll provide a video that kind of walks through how to set up and our experience and our applications with this. But basically, they teach you that in order to balance the flow cine arm is to hang your camera at full payload when you're ready to go and film, and then you need that black arm to be 90 degrees out from the fixed speed rail you're mounting to and then that allows you 40 degrees of travel up and down and there were some bumps on crown rally oh yeah well always the way one that catch you in the middle of you know and it's it's those bumps that would have caused it to fall off and me run over it again but with the flow cine i had this new level of confidence because everything is so clamped and the other thing we we're talking about a lot on the rally is we feel like with the slingshot that the inertia of our, our camera payload is about 32 pounds with the fs5 the run into the map box lenses batteries all that stuff when that starts going down gravity is just pulling it and there's no damping on the slingshot so when that rebounds all of that weight is just i mean it's suspended two and a half three feet out right. and then it's falling and coming back up another thing that i noticed with the with the cine black flow arm <laughs> was the um so on the on the our old system it was cantilevered out on some speed rail right yep. Right. Um, so, and it was just harder to deal with if you wanted to like maybe swing it out to the left or to the right to kind yeah. of give your camera a little bit different view. This, it just kind of made life a little easier to do that because right. it is the cantilever. So you loosen two screws or um, nuts. Mm-hmm. So we swung it out to the side of your car when we were on the salt flats mm-hmm. because we left it on the front uh, to avoid getting salt destroyed spread. with yeah. salt. Yeah. Um, but when we swung it, all the way to the right basically 90 degrees 
or out. 45 degrees out. Right. 45? Yeah. It, it would be 90 degrees from the front of the car. Okay. So 90 degrees perfectly sideways. Yep. It was basically had full pan view from all the way down the car to the rear to, I don't yep. know, it was like, it was 135 degrees of, of view really. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. So that worked really well and he still had all the dampening and he still had all the special features. Yeah. I noticed a little more wind resistance with it hanging straight out, but that's, that's to be expected. And that's why we kept the speeds a little lower on the salt too. But no uh, 120 mile an hour speed runs in that while yep. that was on the... I think with it on the mounted or mounted on the back of the car, we did about 120 and the shot was still very usable from the Flow Cine. Granted, the car's breaking a lot of wind, but with the turbulence behind coming it's around the car... It's breaking wind? It's brand, the car's breaking a lot of wind. Dang. Right? Smelly. And with that turbulence circling back around to the back and then hitting the camera, like between the gimbal, the... Uh, between the gimbal, the tranquilizer, and the Flow Cine black arm, it was just... I mean, the shots were just buttery smooth. Buttery. It's crazy. Some of those bumps... So I've got pretty stiff coilovers on the 1 Series. They're just some BR racing, like 12K, 14K spring rates in the back. Probably halfway on damping. It's like 30-way adjustable. So it's stiff. But we want that so the car doesn't feel like it's tossing and turning when we're chasing cars around the track. Because that's just more for the, uh, for the black the, arm to compensate for anyway, right? Right. But some of those bumps, it feels like the car is moving so much, which it is. But when my eyes are watching the black arm, especially when it's in front of us, and that camera basically stays and the car goes up and down, it just like blows my mind. Yeah, it's pretty wild to watch in the mirror, I'm sure. It's like it should not do that. Right. I'm just waiting for it to fall back under the car. So what was your experience with it on the salt using the black arm? I mean, obviously it's flat out there, but um, it, you it, you had a time when you were shooting the Lamborghini and doing some runs. How yeah, was we that? did some sweet kind of solo chasers. We stayed, as you heard, to be the last ones to leave the salt flats in order to meet uh, the owner of a matte black Lamborghini SV Aventador. Um, and so we really got these planned shots that look epic because the salt flats is like out of this world. It's kind of like eerie to look at. It's like a, it's like a frozen lake, but also it's like 10 miles of nothing and you see the mirages and reflections of mountains. And so planning these shots was sweet. And, um, we noticed that you kind of got to be going a little bit faster than probably 20 miles an hour because the nature of the salt flat is a little bit bumpy. It's kind of like a gravel road. And so in order for the car to kind of eliminate those vibrations, you got to get going a little bit faster. But then after that, with the with the wind resistance kind of compressing the arm and then the weight of the camera flying in the wind, chasing the car, it was just very smooth. Right. So there's like a sweet spot above 20, 30 miles an hour, but below yeah. below 80. 100. Uh, oh, no, 100. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. The footage looks so good. It does. The Lamborghini, I think, did about 200, so we definitely couldn't keep up with that. Right. Cool. Um, what else? One thing that I'm most excited about with the flow Cine black arm now that we you know own it and can use it whenever we want we don't got to wait for rental and all this stuff is applying it to all the different applications so i've kind of made it a mission to go out and do mini reels let's say of it on a car at a track on a car in the city on natural roads on an off-road vehicle off-road chasing dirt bikes four-wheelers what have you through the woods maybe even like off-roading jeeps collaborations <coughs> are key Collaborations are key. So if you have any ideas on how to make these happen, that'd be great. I really want to mount it to a boat and film boats. I think that would be sweet. You know what would be really cool? It's a fan boat. <laughs> Let's go to the Everglades. You know what would be really cool is if we mounted it to an alligator. Do you know what would be really cool? <laughs> if we mounted it to the, your mom <laughs> or the moon. Okay. It's so cool. So in addition to the podcast that we do talking about this new gear that we are acquiring, we'll also be pairing it to videos um, of which we'll watch our social media for updates on uploads we've been a little behind on the youtube channel 
but we're going to do a full breakdown of the flow Cine black arm. We've done a full breakdown of the rig wheel slingshot isolator. You know, how are we using it and how do we plan to use it? What have we learned that we can, you know, hopefully share with other users and seeing, we'll, you know, put in some shots of the differences. Right. Yeah. So the results yeah, we've, we've got, we've been putting GoPros on the vehicles and filming the camera, filming the subject. And it's just wild to see that thing swing, swing low, sweet rig wheels. I feel like in the filmmaking industry, there's always kind of like these levels that a company needs to achieve in order to hit that next level. Right. And so we started with hanging out of convertibles with gimbals and we went to the slingshot isolator, which allowed us the ability to even prove the fact that vehicle tracking work is out there and it increases or it improves our quality of content. Now we've got the flow Cine black arm and this is something I think that will stay in our repertoire inevitably. But there's things that Josh and I talk about, like, you know, what what would be the next step and how do we take this to the next level to just be legit and produce the best quality that we can produce for our clients? And what do you think that is? Like, what do you think is let's let's talk vehicle tracking work specifically Mm -hmm. without making empty promises? Well, I think we've got the core stuff, right? So from here, I really like to see small improvements on just refining it. Um, Some of that might be for safety. Yep. You know, just a little safety nuts. Um, I keep I keep wanting to add in a little more safety based on our previous experience. experience. Um, but like, you really can't be too safe unless it takes like the whole day. Then that's no good. But um, right. small things. So we added in a safety a cable mm-hmm. now that goes uh, hard. Cl- you know, we clamp it on to uh, the car to the to the roof rack itself and then that goes through the speed rail and out the end and clips on directly to the ronin 2 yeah it essentially Um, leaves enough slack for the camera to swing but if it were to drop off there's it wouldn't just go tumbling right it wouldn't actually hit the ground so more safety refinements are what i'd like to see um because i think we're kind of there as far as getting the picture um besides that i think that there's options to be had with uh how we come up with um, height. If we yeah. want to make the variable height, uh, we we ha- we have some adjustment space, but I think there's room for more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then just like you said, putting it on other applications, getting it on a boat, putting it off road, um, uh, different different types of vehicles for track, for road use, for whatever. Just just knowing our our application and being able to adapt to those, I think, is going to be pivotal in uh, getting the job done right. And having those plans in place right. when, so we're ready. And anyone else who's listening, you know, these are things to think about if you're planning to do the same thing. Right. Yeah, and it's it's a piece of equipment that, like your camera, is almost needed to produce the quality that clients are looking for nowadays. And it packs down into a case less than 100 pounds, so you can fly with it. So you can fly with it. You could fly to Europe with it and put it on, you know, a rental car or whatever. As long as there's prior planning. We did that with Savage Rally. Um, and I think we're going to do that again on a at least two more projects this year that are going to require vehicle tracking work where we will pack down the flow Cine black arm. We will plan out the suction cups that we need and then either purchase or ship out some speed rail. Yeah, it was pretty easy. Last time we just went to home Depot and picked up our pre-measured amounts we knew we needed and a hacksaw clamped and clamped it down. And we showed it with our, we showed up with our clamps and our suction cups in it. It worked. The car broke before that did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then we just put the rig back on a different vehicle and kept on rolling. Which, uh, that was very much the wrong vehicle to put it on. It was the only vehicle to put it on, though. So that was that was a decision not made by <laughs> us, but for us. Do you think this style of videography will 
um, stick around for a while. Obviously, what it's, mean, it's sort what of. What do you mean by style? You know, like this, like the constant smooth, motion. Yeah. yeah, smooth tracking work. Do you think that's going to um, stay sort of the standard for all filmmaking, or do you think that it's going to change in the future? I think it will stay relatively the same, but what will change is is how do we get closer and more engaged with the subject you're filming? I think, I guess, is, 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 I feel like staying flexible is the big thing, right? So well, The industry showing, is always changing. Right, because you want to always be striving to be at the forefront of your industry, right? Um, you want to be creating the best, the most new, the most interesting stuff. And with all the people out there creating amazing stuff, um, it all starts to look at the same at the end of the day. Right. You know, so if you're the, co- if you're the, the company that's coming up with the fresh idea, yep. you're going to get more clients. Um, so I guess I the question is like, what's the next fresh idea? What sets you apart from your competitors is a handful of things. Right. And I think it has to do with the gear that you have. It has to do with the people that you hire and it has to do a lot with your post-production process because I am an editor and I've worked for other companies who can who can capture incredible content, but the videos, you know, don't come out as epic as you would think seeing the footage, right? Not not because that's not my editing. That's what I see from them. And so I always get excited when I work for other companies or even myself, and I've captured something that is incredibly engaging and epic. How do I continue that feel through the editing versus just for that one shot? And so I think that it comes down to like the cameras and the bodies, and then also the glass plays a big part in the shot selection but then it's i've noticed a trend on instagram which isn't the filmmakers industry but everybody is doing the insanely short depth focal length handheld in your face like process videos and oftentimes it's like creating a coffee or making sushi or i can't picture that you're kind of talking like skateboarder stuff no it's like um if you follow some of like the behind the scenes instagrams for the filmmakers world or like indie filmmaking whatever all on instagram it's a lot of just like a guy at the dslr in a short lens with like 2.8 focal length and he's just like following a process and a lot of times it's like a 2.8 isn't a focal length that's well, a aperture iris it's too many. There's too many names for it. And I think that that is going to find its way into bigger productions, right? So it's a lot of like in your face, like on a macro level shot types that then plays right into editing with a lot of motion. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel being, like being I mean, real true to yourself, right? I mean, yeah. it's good to be capable of a lot of things, but there's definitely shoot, a style would, that I like. Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to like engaging editing and trying to make transitions that aren't cheesy, but are epic. And you that's know. what I'm saying. I, I think that anyone out there should really shoot what they enjoy, shoot in a style that they, that they enjoy. Always try to push the envelope, right? But your clients are going to come to you for a reason and they're going to come to you for your style, for your uh, editing process, uh, for your reputation, obviously. Um, so if you try to stretch yourself, you try to copy someone else's idea, it's just going to end up bad for you. You know, you're going to, you're going to yes find your, yes and no. I copied a lot of people starting, but there were things that I wanted to change, but there wasn't, you, yeah, so I, took, you I like, took a lot of styles yes. and did it exactly like them and then added my own thing. But I know what you're saying. That's that's that is key to the creative <laughs> process, right? Because right. every idea is based on another idea, um, but then you you change it a little bit. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Just just be you, and shoot, yeah. shoot, shoot, shoot. 
be creative. The people that I work with, if I've never worked for them before, a lot of times when I like hire them to shoot or hire them to edit, I want them to put their creative twist on the work that we're doing. And so I'll oftentimes say just like, whatever you think looks good or is a creative way to, to, to show this, like, let's do it and see what happens. Because I think a big part of filmmaking is just trying stuff and learning what doesn't work. <laughs> right. A big, a big hurdle that I always seem to find myself trying to get over is, is I have an opportunity in front of me, but because, um, because let's maybe say the budget was really small or right. the time constraints were not ideal that I'm going to revert back to a safety Sure. I'm going to revert back to an idea I've used before. Yep. Um, and guess what? The results look, this, you know, they, they look like the old idea, you right. know, like, so I, I would encourage anyone um, based on my experience to take every opportunity you get to try to explore the limits of your creativity, yeah. you know, push the envelope, say, you know, why can't this, you know, we do it this way, right. not, you know, oh, I don't think we should do it that way, right, but like right, right. literally try it, you know, Hey, I want to put a camera up in that tree. Hey, I want to like, you know, run a tracking car in opposite direction and, you know, we're going to cross, you know, and like just push the envelope, always try something new and, you know, be safe about it. But yeah, yeah. sometimes you're going to find you discover a new thing and it's like, Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's the money right there. Right. And then it's your own and you've, you've done different. Right. So Anyway, all that back to uh, the Flowsini Black Arm. Uh, it's a welcome piece of new hardware to our. Um, why do I want to say armory repertoire? <laughs> no, to our arsenal. That's what I was thinking of. Our arsenal of equipment, um, and it definitely has proven itself already on a yeah. two thousand mile journey across the Western yeah. United States. Literally, and uh, it hung outside of the vehicle for the entirety of Crown Rally, which is very abusive driving. But we're excited about it. We're excited to see what the next piece of equipment is, and we're excited to share that with you. Right. And if you're listening to this, um, please join us on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, share your thoughts, share your uh, opinions. We're always looking for feedback. Uh, drop us a comment and tell us what kind of gear you're using as well as uh, any of your secret ideas you want to share with us and we can take them and make, no, I'm just kidding. But thank, yeah, thank you for listening. And that is all I got. We're always looking for guests. So if you are someone in the industry who thinks you've got something valuable to say, we'd love to talk to you and chit chat and hear your story as well as collaborate on upcoming projects. Yes, sir. Until the next one. Thank you for listening. Thank you, man.